In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the internationally acclaimed OGGN HSE podcast sponsored by Anderson Hauser. Anderson Hauser is a global leader in measurement instrumentation services and solutions for industrial process engineering. They provide process solutions for flow measurement, level, pressure, temperature, analytics, and much more, optimizing processes and efficiency, safety, and environmental impact. They serve many industries across the globe, including a focus in oil and gas, Anderson Hauser, the people for process automation. Today we have on the show Tony Leslie, and Tony is the Innovation Advisor at Verizon Wireless. Thanks for coming on the show, Tony. Thank you, Russell. I appreciate you having me. Well, the first thing we got to do, I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself because we do have an international flavor to this podcast. My next podcast is supposed to be with someone out of Israel. Here not too long ago, we had somebody out of uh, Dubai and somebody out of Aberdeen, and we've had people out of Paris and England. And then we have a lot of guests on from that foreign country called Texas. But I can tell by your accent, you're in the South somewhere, That's right, right Russell. A lot of people uh, oftentimes confuse me for being a native of Boston or London, one of the two. But uh I can see how they would make that mistake. So so you're in the Birmingham, Alabama area, That's right, right? Russell. Yeah, I'm in a little town outside of Birmingham by the name of Springville, Alabama, out in the country. Love it out here. I'm sure everybody will know exactly where that oh, is. Yeah. Can they find it on Google Maps? Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Your folks <laughs> in Israel, they may not be able to find Springville, but yeah, close enough to Birmingham. <laughs> Okay. All right. So you're an Alabama boy. So I guess you're roll tide That's guy. That's right. Oh, yeah. My son actually just started electrical engineering in Auburn. So that's kind of hard to stomach. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a good thing for him, but I'm a Crimson Tide man. <laughs> well, for those who are not in the United States, and of course, everybody in the United States will know this, but for those who are not in the United States, our football rivalries are almost religious in nature like the Christian Crusades or whatever, you know, there's Michigan and Michigan State and, and then there's Texas and, and Texas A&M and then there's Auburn and there's, and there's Alabama. And of course, Alabama holds a record for more national championships than any other major college university. So that's quite a thing in Alabama. So Tony, did you graduate from the University of Alabama? No, I actually went to school at a small school in eastern Alabama by the name of Jacksonville State University. So I'm a Jacksonville State graduate. But growing up in Alabama, it's hard not to be a, an Alabama fan. Now, my Auburn folks. Unless you went to exactly, Auburn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right. Okay, so let's jump right into this, Tony, because I got to thinking about it, and I know everybody else probably thinking about it. And we have the psychologists tell us we have two hemispheres to our brain. We have the, if you're mostly analytical and methodical in your thinking, you're said to be left brain. And if you tend to be more creative or artistic, you're thought to be right brain. So what that means is in my case, on the left side, there's nothing right. And on the right side, there's nothing <laughs> left. But 
I got to thinking, you know what, people are going to be thinking, they're going to be wondering, why is Verizon Wireless on a oil and gas podcast? And more specifically than that, why would Verizon Wireless be on an HSE podcast? And so I'm going to let you answer that question. Actually, I, I didn't give your full title your innovation advisor for Verizon Wireless, but specifically you're attached to what uh, they call their energy and utility domains. Is that right? That's right, Russell. That's right. And that question you have there is what in the world is Verizon doing on this type of podcast is not uncommon at all. I've attended a lot of events through the years and I often get that question. So try to answer it. I've been at Verizon for the past 20 years working in our energy and utility domain teams. And there's a lot that Verizon does in the space and people just don't realize that Verizon's a extremely large company, global presence. And, you know, there's a lot of assets, a lot of intellectual property that we bring to the table in regard to oil and gas. And then, you know, with HSE in particular, I'll tell you what we're seeing, and, and we're seeing a good bit, actually, of, of where Verizon would add value to any type of HSE initiatives in oil and gas. From a downstream perspective, that's we're mostly involved. This new thought or mega trend of Industry 4.0, where folks are wanting to maximize production, gain efficiencies, gather all kinds of data on their operations through Internet of Things, how to put machine learning into practice in your facilities and in your operations. All of these things are are where Verizon plays. The underlying technology or platform for almost all of these Industry 4.0 technologies to ride on, it requires communication. And so... Through the years, there's been a lot of various communications networks, communications protocols that have been established, and things are getting more and more open and more and more available. So Verizon, again, particularly in the downstream, when we look at a, a refinery and we think of a client who's trying to you know, maximize that refinery, how do I go from being a preventive maintenance type of organization with very expensive turnarounds and such to a preventive maintenance type of organization where I fix what I need to fix when I need to fix it. Again, communications is the underlying enabler for those types of things. So we're now, I'm more excited now about what we bring to oil and gas than ever before in my 20 years at Verizon. We've been building and people have been using our networks for all kinds of things. And that's where people quickly go is, you know, our public offerings for connectivity, smartphones, tablets, devices, you know, out on the public network. But what we're doing now, Russell, is we're now building private cellular networks for customers. So our customers are coming. And this is inside the refinery or the chemical plant? Exactly. I kind of put things into two categories when I think of private cellular. I think of inside the fence or outside the fence. And you're right. What we're mostly talking to folks right now about are inside the fence private networks. We allow the client to build and own the network. We build it for them. We'll manage it for them. We'll make sure that it's 
up to date, that it's got all of its firmware update, you know, got the utilization of our spectrum that we own. Spectrum is one of the most valuable pieces of uh, any cellular network. So we'll allow folks to use our spectrum ranges inside their facility and we'll build and deploy a highly engineered private cellular network that gives solid coverage every square inch of the refinery. So that very basic kind of enablement technology is what people are, are extremely excited about right now, because that, again, just is the, the base lever to deploy so that you can start stacking all these other technologies on top of it. You've got, there's so much going on now in safety, in production improvements, in just gathering of data to you know, sensors and ensuring compliance uh, from an environmental perspective. There's lots of technologies out there and most clients struggle with how do I have connectivity for these various technologies. And we've kind of grown up into a situation where there'll be different communications networks used for different point solutions. And where we need to move is a single communications network that can support all of the use cases. And that's why clients are so excited to talk to us right now because this ability to build a private network, utilize our spectrum, allow us to build the network. That's what we know. It's what we've been doing for years. Use our ecosystem of devices, the partner that you mentioned that's sponsoring the event. You know, more and more of these devices are becoming cellular enabled, but oftentimes refineries are not in a place where you have great coverage. So that's what we're talking about. That's the key. It's not struggling with having only one bar, right? That's right. You know, you, you can't deploy these mission critical use cases on a network that's not reliable. So you got to have high reliability. You got to have very, very secure networking, especially in today's world with cybersecurity issues. You've got to have something that is got longevity. It's got a roadmap that'll allow you to do more and more as the use cases evolve. You don't want to spend a lot of money on a network that's only going to support a few use cases and those use cases change every day. You know, there's another new technology that businesses are wanting to bring onto the network every day. So you need a, a good future proof kind of deployment. And so your private network, that guarantees that you can integrate all that in a reliable fashion. Exactly. That's right. Number one. And when you're, de- I'm sorry, the thing that I would say is, you know, I think most clients understand that, that they could utilize a public cellular network to do a lot of things. It's just that they can't count on the reliability in the location of where these refineries are. Most refineries are made up of heavy metal, you know, very complex, very remote kind of locations oftentimes. And there's just simply not great coverage everywhere. If I'm going to deploy autonomous guided vehicles to do visual inspections and utilize you know, video analytics, I need to have good solid coverage everywhere. I need to have my robot that's going to crawl deep into the plant to be able to have connectivity. And you don't get that with public cellular. You've got to design a specific network for that facility. And that's what we're doing today. Hey, it's Mark LaCour, Editor-in-Chief here at OGGN. Sorry for interruption, but I wanted to bring up a few quick things for September. 
First, our happy hour. If you don't know this, our happy hours are usually last Thursday of each month here in Houston, unless there's a holiday. And this month is no different. It's going to be Thursday, September 30th at the Canyon. Our happy hours are much more than a social event. Our happy hours include a learning component, very strong networking, food and drinks, and then most importantly, the money that we raise goes to fight human sex trafficking. So by you showing up at our happy hours and participating, you're helping us fund the fight. So thank you. Then we have a new show, our Low Carbon Solution Show. It is awesome. It's very pro-oil and gas. At the same time, we're also exploring low-carbon solutions. And if you don't know this, besides the podcast you're listening to right now, we have 14 other podcasts for your listening pleasure. You can find them all at OGGN.com or any place that you download and listen to podcasts. Then finally, if you want to do something different, if you want to play a role with us here at OGGN, maybe have a little bit of fun, join the OGGN Street Team on LinkedIn. Just go search for OGGN Street Team, sign up. It's completely free to you. It's our all-volunteer group doing really cool stuff such as reading pro-oil and gas books to elementary school kids. Yes, you heard me right. We are helping educate our world's young people on the pros of oil and gas, on the advantages of the fact that hydrocarbons are the most valuable molecule to mankind. We're doing that. Why don't you come help us with that? And if you don't want to help us with that, maybe you can help us with our social media or being a part of our press team or 101 other things. But we can't do anything unless you sign up at LinkedIn. So go do it right now. Hopefully this was not too much of an interruption. I will see you again next month. And so that's what you do. You send in a team of engineers to do some kind of survey or some kind of assessment or whatever. And then from there, you put together a a system that's specifically designed for, for the plant. That's exactly right. A lot of customers will use or try to use Wi-Fi, for example, in a scenario Wi-Fi is limited in the spectrum ranges that you have without getting too technical. The spectrum, basically, the lower the megahertz, the more it propagates, the more it penetrates, the higher the megahertz factor, the more data it carries, but the less it propagates and penetrates. So Verizon's got a wide variety of spectrum offerings. And if you think about this valuable resource that's inside the fence of a refinery, we need to monetize that spectrum so we can build a highly engineered network distributed antenna system utilizing the various frequency ranges that we own to provide coverage for the right use case in the right place within the refinery. Yeah, and I can probably think of, especially as you mentioned all this IoT stuff now, you're dependent upon that kind of technology to make sure people are safe, depending upon that kind of technology to make sure you're not having spills and, you know, environmental disasters and that sort of thing. And if you have all that technology, but it doesn't communicate on a reliable basis, you can be in trouble. That's right. You know, Russell, you you hit on something there in regard to IOT and then with HSE, you know, there's a lot of our clients that are quite frankly struggling with thought of IT-OT convergence. They've got their operational technology networks built. There's more and more use cases they want to deploy in the OT environment, but they've got to ensure that it's reliable, that it's secure. Security is a huge thing. And how do I separate IT and OT networks and platforms? Can I integrate them? And so there's this thought now of IT-OT convergence And that's a hard thing to get to oftentimes. That's another area that Verizon plays. We come in not only engineering networks, 
but we'll come in and engineer or do readiness assessments on ITOT convergence. Where are you from an ITOT convergence position? Where are the gaps? What do you need to do to get ready for ITOT convergence? How do you ensure that you've got a zero trust position from a cybersecurity perspective? How do you ensure that the network that you're going to deploy will allow for a zero trust posture? So folks will want to kind of have all that figured out up front, but oftentimes they're coming to us and saying, you know what, I can't wait. I either need you to come help us with these assessments or we want to start with HSE. HSE is not necessarily, there's ITOT convergence elements, but it's not necessarily an ITOT convergence kind of a play. Safety is top of mind everywhere for everybody. And then, you know, Absolutely. that's mission number one. And so what we've found with a lot of customers where they'll take their HSE initiatives and that will drive the crawl, walk, run kind of posture of doing a private cellular network. So HSEs become, it wasn't the first area that we really thought we would start seeing HSE use cases, that is, but that's quickly become an area where, you know, it's those use cases, those safety use cases that are enabling us to look at and our clients to look at deployment of private cellular. And then they figure out, okay, I also now can pull extremely valuable data from my operations and that can help me be more productive. That can help me be more efficient. That can help me be more profitable, but safety's first. So it's really neat to see how that has kind of evolved over the last 12 to 18 months. Oh, that's great. We love to hear that because as the intro to our show is really all about people coming home safe. Now, since you mentioned Verizon is obviously global in scope, you can do these things in other countries besides the United States. Right? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, Russell. And, and yes, the answer is a resounding yes. Our, actually, our first deployment of a private cellular was for a port in Europe. So what we do there is we have partnerships. We're a global company. We've been in the cellular business partnering with other cellular providers for years. And we've got an ecosystem of partners built that we utilize their spectrums. Sometimes we'll utilize unlicensed spectrums. We've got several different plays on spectrum. But from a global perspective, a lot of the oil and gas companies, of course, are, are very global in nature. And we definitely have an offering for them from a global perspective. And the beauty of that is you can have kind of the all, everybody wants a single pane of glass. I don't 10 different systems for my, my corporate. You know, I'm operating in 50 different countries. I don't want 10 different, you know, offerings for those 50 different countries. So Verizon. Yeah, that gets confusing. Yeah, exactly. So Verizon can offer a single pane of glass utilizing our partner's spectrum for global deployments and our, our own spectrums for deployments here in the U.S. and uh, bring all of that together under one pane of glass. Okay, so we're talking, as you said, primarily downstream. Let's actually talk about my sector and, and one that I understand a little bit better. But when it comes to communication, you go to the upstream side and go out to all these rigs out in the bowels of West Texas or even in other remote international spots and stuff like that. Where are we on systems like that, maybe for out on the rig or whatever? Yeah, that's great. So that's what I would say 
wide open spaces or outside the fence. So Verizon also has aspirations to provide private cellular for outside the fence or wide open spaces as well. Think about the Permian Basin. We own a lot of spectrum out there and those cactus don't really need cellular connectivity. So again, you know, if we can monetize that spectrum by working with an upstream company to deploy a private cellular network for them in wide open spaces, we're all about it. So there's more and more challenges. If you get into an urban environment, there's more and more challenges because we need our spectrum for our micro networks. But we've got solutions and we're driving hard to be able to deploy what I call outside the fence private cellular networks as well. We're not quite as far along on that. There's a lot of work that's been done. There's a lot of desire and there's a lot of need for outside the fence private cellular. And we are working with many options right now. So, you know, I would say by the time we started talking to a client today and they've got that desire, I talked to one actually two weeks ago that has the desire for Permian Basin. We're already partnering with that company. They're a very, very large global company. We're already partnering with them for building out our macro network out there, our public network. But we're also starting conversations with them to build out a private network in those wide open spaces as well. Okay. Well, and so speaking of new innovations coming online and that sort of thing, and and this may be a little bit off topic, but things kind of fun. You and I were talking off air. Verizon's big. I don't know if they're a sponsor or what they are of the NFL, but they provide a lot of communication systems in that arena, I think. And you were telling me about some cool technology that's coming online with that. Tell us about that real quick before we close out here. Sure thing. And it's applicable to oil and gas. But if you think about it, what we just talked about with inside the fence of a refinery, same thing happens in a venue. You know, you've got a venue, an NFL stadium that needs, you know, really, really great connectivity with lots and lots of capacity. So, you know, during the Super Bowls, we'll go into these facilities, these arenas, these stadiums, and build out massive distributed antenna systems and deploy these networks on site. Another thing that we're doing is we're coupling that network with something called MEC, Mobile Edge Compute or multi-access edge compute. So it's basically bringing the ability to have the cloud compute applications closer to the end users. So now we can have a fan wearing an augmented reality set of glasses watching a football game. And, you know, just imagine as the quarterback drops back, and he's looking downfield, you might see on your screen an overlay. You're watching it real time through the glasses. But the overlay might come up of, you know, a red zone or area where he's completed more passes than the other area, you know, and, and then you actually see him deliver the pass uh, to a certain area. So it's those kinds of things are really neat. I think it was not this past Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl before, and don't quote me on this, I'm not 100% sure it was that one, but I'm pretty sure it was, where we deployed MEC and uh, on-site LTE at a a stadium. And we had wide receivers with, not during the game, of course, they had on virtual reality glasses. 
and they weren't able to use the camera on the glasses to see, you know, just basically to be able to see through the camera. They were actually seeing an augmented reality, you know, picture and they were able to throw and catch a pass real time. So, you know, what enables that is quick compute or low, low latency. So if you have applications where you need really low latency, Verizon's also bringing into the mix this thought of putting compute out there with the network. So some of those types of experiences that we're starting to deploy and develop, and you'll start to see very, very soon in places like NFL football games, you can just imagine the benefits of doing something similar to that in the plant for a real-time enterprise type of experience. Wow. That's very interesting. Well, Tony, this has been very informative. Again, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll be sure and include your LinkedIn contact information in the show notes. So all the geeks out who were listening and understood half of what you said can contact you directly. Some of it was a little bit over my head, but again, thanks for coming on the show. I want to thank everyone out there for listening. Again, I want to remind you this podcast would not be possible if it were not for our sponsor, Anderson Hauser. Please tell them thank you for sponsoring the show by going to our OGGN Anderson Hauser website, which you can find the link to in the show notes and register for our monthly giveaway there. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter and that contact info you can find in the show notes. Finally, two or three things for those of you who are in the Houston area. Don't forget the OGGN happy hour that uh, is at the Canon on the last Thursday of each month. Go to the OGGN website and uh, you can get information on how to purchase tickets for that. For those of you who obviously are not in Houston and all across these over 100 countries, there's a virtual online uh, communications network that OGGN is in partnership with at the Canon. And so you can find out information about that on our website or on the Canon's website, which is very simply the Canon, C-A-N-N-O-N.com. You can also find in the show notes, my LinkedIn contact info there. You can message me, please let me know what you're enjoying about the show and suggestions for content you might like to hear. And if you're looking for a speaker for a conference or a meeting, and those are starting to open back up again, thank goodness, you can contact me about having a speaker from our OGGN Speakers Bureau, including Mark LaCour and myself. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Anderson Hauser's Oil and Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Anderson Hauser is your reliable U.S.-based and international partner for measurement instrumentation services and solutions. We are your people for process automation. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like us on LinkedIn, and use all of your social networking to tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.